Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at TCKpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. What up, TCK Potters? Welcome back to the program. Another episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, a.k.a. TCK Pod. I'm your host, Sky Guasco, bringing you another episode here, gearing up for Super Bowl 55 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Joining me today, we have a double situation. We have a, a, a rare triplet episode here. Much more fun for us than just the duo or solo vibes. So coming in, Dweez Nuts, all Z's no S's on Twitter, and Lucas Kaser as well. Bobby not with us today. He had a special opportunity for himself, so we'll break down that episode with him as well. But Dweez, Lucas, great to have you guys both in tonight. How are you guys doing? Ooh, good shit, man. Good shit. Love a Super Bowl weekend. Come on! Sadly, the Broncos and the Bears aren't playing for me and Dwayne, so we'll just pivot <laughs> to the Chiefs and the Bucks, I guess, for this year. Well, I guess uh, I guess I had my uh, my chance last year with the Niners. Yeah. Bobby's a Giants guy, so the four of us here. Here's here. You know, Dwayne and I talked about this a couple of days ago. Here's how I'm thinking about it: the four of us, although bummed because our teams aren't in the Super Bowl, we all get to kind of sit back with our feet up, you know, on the recliner, have maybe one or two extra beverages, and not necessarily worry about the outcome other than potentially some prop bets or some DFS stuff, and just watch a game. Because we do this year-round, because we're so in-depth with fantasy football all year-round, I can't remember the last time I just watched a game and didn't necessarily care <laughs> what happened at some level. And again, other than a few prop bets or maybe some DFS stuff, I'm just stoked to see a good ball game. You know, we got the OG Tom Brady, the new G, Patrick Mahomes. It should be a blast. So we're going to dive into each of our favorite Super Bowl moment and game of all time. So Dweez and I did a elongated version of this earlier this week where we actually went through like five to 10 of our individual favorite podcast, uh, podcast, uh, Super Bowl moments throughout the last 20, 30 years that he and I have been watching games, but we're going to really kind of dive into one single game or moment. Maybe it's from our favorite team. Maybe it's from a different team. And then on the second half of the episode, we're going to have some fun with some player props and some DFS work as well. So if you guys are ready to get into it, let's roll. Yeah, baby. All right. So I would like to, I'm going to go, I think third in this one. And I want to kind of hear where you guys are at um, on your favorite episodes. Dweez, we'll have you go first. Cause you and I kind of did this already. I want to see which of those games you ended up diving deeper into. You mentioned in the previous podcast here, Big time Cowboys fan as a kid, obviously a Bears fan currently. So the 85 Bears might be a great choice. The Cowboys have five under their belt. Um, or was it more of a recent uh, mention? You talked in depth about the 99 Super Bowl, which um, was the uh, yard short there by uh, Dyson with the Rams and the Titans. Of course, we have many memories, uh, even up to the Patriots, Falcons, and last year's Super Bowl as well. So, Dweez, which Super Bowl are you going to go with that is your most memorable, most favorite Super Bowl uh, that you can remember here? Yeah, so, you know, you mentioned, and we did the other day, a couple of really great games. Like, you go back a ways, and there are some fantastic football games. Like you said, this one should be a great game as well. We love to watch great football. But the game I'm going to give you just wasn't a very good football game to watch if you're looking at it totally objectively. Um, I was not watching it objectively, though. We're going to go back to the 2006 season, 2007 Super Bowl. That is Super Bowl number 41. And it's the only time in my adult life 
when my boys, the Chicago Bears, managed to get to the Super Bowl. It's been twice in my whole life, but I was four years old the first time. So this was the first time I got to actually enjoy the game. I was at the bar uh, drinking with some of my best friends in the world watching this thing. A lot of Colts fans around me. And, and look, man, best 14 seconds of my life was the opening kickoff. Devin Hester, uh, one of the absolute all-time greatest gives us all a little bit of hope as some Chicago Bears fans. Uh, unfortunately, it kind of, the whole game kind of went downhill from there, right? Like it was not a great game uh, for Peyton Manning, who, who ended up getting the win. And I love Peyton Manning, right? So I, I can't hold it against him that he won here. Uh, 240 or so yards, a touchdown, an interception there. Chicago rolled out Rex Grossman in that fucking game. So, you know, that wasn't a great game for him either. 160 a touchdown and a couple of picks. Um, there was there were a lot of a lot of a lot of action in the run game though, right? Like Thomas Jones, I talked to you at length about him the other day. Fifteen carries, hundred twelve yards, right? Dominic Rhodes, you remember him? He goes for a hundred plus yards on the ground too. Even Joseph Adai had eighty or so yards on the ground. So kind of a slow game, kind of a defensive bout running game. Um, not super exciting to watch. Uh, I think there were, were maybe two offensive touchdowns in the game. The Musha Muhammad offensive touchdown at one point, and uh, Dominic Rhodes punches one in as well. But whenever your team goes to the Super Bowl, okay, and if it's a team that just traditionally sucks, and even that year, 13-3 and three for the Bears, man, people were just saying it's they're not legit. They don't belong here. They shouldn't be here. They're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs, second round, third round of the playoffs. They just kept winning and kept getting there. It was it was fantastic. And look, um, two of the two of the all time greats at their position were on the field for this game. Adam Vinatieri and Robbie Gold, all time kickers. Man, you can't you can't ask for anything more than two all time kickers on the field at once trading field goals for a good portion of that game not a fun game to watch if you weren't a fan but i am a fucking fan so so that's my pick they didn't win it next time it's ours i guess if somebody's got to beat us it's going to be peyton and that's all right so is Deshaun watson gonna get you guys back to the super bowl next year or what you know what if 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 Deshaun wants to come on up i'll uh i'll see what i can do for him pull some strings maybe whack some shins with some baseball bats to help us get there. But yeah, yeah, I think that would work out. Okay. I would say that Lucas's Broncos might be in the, uh, <laughs> might be in the, in the running as well as are the 49ers, but we shall see what happens oh, yeah. there. Yeah, man, that, that was an interesting game. I remember um, that was the year I graduated high school. I was actually in LA watching that game and uh, you know, the bears actually got out to, to a nice lead. They were leading at the end of the first quarter, 14 to six. Yeah. We yeah. mentioned this earlier in the week. They're a very defensive heavy team. Uh, so to slow down Peyton Manning to just two field goals was very impressive. Um, but as you mentioned, just three points the entire rest of the game. The Colts finally caught up 10 in the second, six in the third, seven in the seven, uh, fourth, and I ended up winning 29-17. So unfortunately, your Bears didn't get it done, but uh, valiant effort. And we mentioned, too, even if your team loses, like my Niners lost last year, it was an incredible season up until that point. So I had I had a pretty magical, you know, 18 weeks uh, unfortunately, I just didn't get that 19th uh, in there. So um, another couple of history nuggets. Just want to throw that out there for the for the nerds paying attention here. Um, at the time of that Super Bowl, it was the first trip to the Super Bowl in 36 years for the Colts. Of course, the then Baltimore Colts back in the day. That was then the longest time between appearances by a team to the Super Bowl. And of course, that record was broken last year by the Kansas City Chiefs. So um, as an objective fan and as somebody who wasn't necessarily rooting for anybody in that game, I think my favorite part of that Super Bowl was Prince, <laughs> which is the <laughs> halftime show who fucking absolutely smashed. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of um, I haven't been very impressed with the, the, the last handful of uh, Super Bowl halftime shows uh, recently. Um, I'm also a, a music nerd outside of the fantasy football realm. So I'm, I guess I'm a little biased on performances and whatnot. Uh, last year was fun, of course, with JLo and Shakira, but, um, like actual bands faking to play music just fucking kills my soul. But yeah. Prince, Michael Jackson, I'll even give a shout out to Bruno Mars a few years ago. Um, incredible talents and musicians. So, uh, 
big up and we'll see uh we'll see what the weekend can bring us this year all right man so dweez uh going with uh the bears upset i appreciate the uh appreciate the the integrity there of the podcast dweez putting your shit aside you know it's it's not all about you it's about the brand it's about it's about the movement and the people you want to bring a game i appreciate you uh shouting out even in a losing effort there. So hopefully the bears can get back sooner than later. Lucas, you are up, man. Um, I have uh, an idea where you're going to go here, but um, what is your most memorable Super Bowl, And uh, what is your most memorable Super Bowl moment? So most people know that I'm a very young kid compared to this group of people. Ouch. And I say, I have three segments of Super Bowl experiences. Um, it's either Tom Brady and all of them, basically, that I've watched, um, the snap over Peyton Manning's head and the one where we obliterated the Carolina Panthers in Super Bowl 50, and that is the one that I'm choosing. <laughs> um, this was, I mean, it was quite the year. I won. Brock Osweiler did beat the Patriots twice. He's the only quarterback to do that in the same season in all time. Uh, C.J. Anderson broke away the long overtime run, I think, at like 12.30 a.m. in Central Time, and that was an exciting day. Uh, Manning did beat Brady in the playoffs. Um, and for those that want to know, Tom Brady in the playoffs has a losing record against Peyton Manning, if we want to talk about that too. And then we get to the play, the Super Bowl, where um, I think there was six, six well, 17 and one or whatever, if you count uh, playoff wins. And I think it's the only Super Bowl ever where, if you go on Pro Football References expected points summary tab, that they were negative expected points in the Super Bowl. Don't quote me on that, but I think I've gone through all of them to where you'd be able to see that. Um, and if you remember that, I think he had like six sacks, two fumbles Cam Newton had. Um, it was Peyton Manning's last game, Super Bowl 50. He played terrible all year and came out on top as the Super Bowl MVP. Um, so yeah, so that was a good one. And from what, what was that, 2016, 20, yeah, 2016. So here we are five years later with no quarterback. Hey. Went from a, a surefire Hall of Famer to uh, maybe Carson Wentz. Ugh, nah. Lucas, I, I, I picked this game out when we were talking the other day because I was in North Carolina at the time oh, yeah. watching with a bunch of Cam Newton fans and nothing made me happier than watching that guy. Get it was, it was, yeah. I mean, and then since then, Cam Newton, I don't even think he's had a good season since then. Like kind of everything for both teams honestly fell apart after this game. So we had, um, let's see, I'm, I'm looking up here. The Panthers were actually favored in that game by five and a half. Nice. And Cam was playing out of his mind. Cam Cam was playing out of his mind. Um, now, of course, this is the uh, the infamous and, and straight up, man, you know, there's been a lot of talk about um, Carson Wentz being quote unquote broken. I think that's the new like fantasy term for, for this yeah. year. Um but this whole Nick Foles thing and, and Carson Wentz got hurt back-to-back years and Foles comes in, beats the Patriots and he's a hero and he's not even that good. And the rest is history or whatever. Um, but, you know, I think it's, it's a realistic conversation to say that that situation has fucked with Wentz's head minimum because he's insecure about his abilities and his uh, dedication from the team. They bring in Jalen Hurts. Obviously he has played very well. The one dude that, you know, uh, I think gave him a chance. They just fired in Doug Peterson. So that's a separation as well. And there's talks that he might leave the team. I bring all that up because this was, I think a breaking moment for Cam Newton as well. Uh, we've obviously seen him physically deteriorate over the last couple of years because of shoulder injuries, rib injuries, hip injuries, multiple undiagnosed concussions in my opinion. Uh, but the one play that stands out from this game, unfortunately isn't the Von Miller straps uh, strip sack fumble, which is the play of the game. It's another strip fumble where Cam Newton stares at the ball on the ground and doesn't dive onto it. And of course he got ridiculed terribly for it. And rightfully so, unfortunately, the season's literally on the line. He didn't dive in there to get it. And he had kind of some bogus comments after the game. Um, anyway, I, I think things like that mentally uh, could, could have potentially wounded him a little bit uh, last couple of years. Maybe I think too much about these things, but it just like seemed like he wasn't, he was extremely dominant uh, up until that point. And it just seemed like he wasn't the same guy thereafter. And it could have been a Super Bowl hangover. Maybe he just like lost faith in himself after that game with the loss or whatever, but um, it just the seemed kid, like a defining look, moment. Sky, the kid from the moment he was, he first picked up a football 
everything went his way and he didn't experience the kind of the kind of loss that uh, losses on the field or or struggle on the field that he needed to and he's never learned to deal with it that's why he's a terrible fucking leader on the field and the minute things start going wrong you can see it in his face if you look underneath the towel that he's hiding underneath on the side of the uh, on the sideline and and in that game he cracked so hard uh, which is part of the reason I enjoyed it because uh he's a bitch Sorry. <laughs> fair, fair enough. And I think that's, that's uh, another way of, of saying exactly what I was saying. So I, I totally, I totally agree with you. And unfortunately, I mean, just as a, as a talent, there's been oh, nobody so else, yeah. nobody else in the NFL. I mean, Josh Allen is maybe the closest just because of the size and his mobility, but he's still not Cam Newton and um, just a uh, pretty, pretty phenomenal. Uh, last two mentions. I, I got to talk about the halftime show. Now this is kind of my, my uh, contribution to the podcast at this point. Uh, it was cold play, you know, hit or miss. Um, I'm one of those, like, I like their older stuff kind of guys, but I'll, I'll digress. This is though the Beyonce and Bruno Mars halftime show fire, oh, yeah. fucking fire. Absolutely. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Also uh, just in my quick research here, I want to give a shout out to the coin toss. Listen to this lineup. On the coin toss, Fred Bolitnikoff, Marcus Allen, Joe Montana, Jim uh, Jim Pluckett, uh, Jim Plunkett, excuse me, Jerry Rice, and Steve Young. So that's Not quite the bad, uh, they, quite the lineup. The, they had all the Hall of Fame, like they like walked them out one by one and stuff before the game. That was pretty cool. Yep, yeah. Super Bowl Fifty, excellent ceremonies all around. Before, yeah, during, you've already game. picked both of the Peyton Manning Super Bowls. What are you? Who, how, what are you going to do? I mean, you can't pick another one. There wasn't another one. How do you? Oh, that, your game. Well, actually, I was going to talk about the one that he lost. Yeah, that so, was. We don't want to talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> he was Cam so, Newton in that game, pretty much. He was Cam Newton in that game. Yeah, that one was really ugly. That was over. I'm not going to talk about that game, BT Dubs, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the Seahawks absolutely throttled um, in that game. And that was one of those weird ones where, like, just like the Steelers and Browns game or whatever, like the first snap went over Big Ben's head in the playoffs and was over after that. Um, once that happened, again, it was just like they were derailed and couldn't get it done. And that defense for Seattle was unbelievable. And, unfortunately, you know, Peyton just couldn't, couldn't compete at that point. Uh, so, unfortunately, he was doomed after that. I am going to go uh, back to the well. I'm not going to talk about the five 49er Super Bowls. Um, I'm not going to talk about the rigged Super Bowl where the NFL couldn't have Kaepernick win a Super Bowl. So they turned all the fucking lights off in the stadium against the Ravens. We're not going to talk about that one either. We're also not going to talk about last year because I'm still a bit wounded and I don't need to give Mahomes any more motivation for Sunday. Instead, I'm going to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Oakland Raiders, Super Bowl 37 in 2013, of course, the 2002 season, a.k.a. the Gruden Bowl. So John Gruden gets the Super Bowl win, of course, and this is very unique. John Gruden, as the head coach, obviously, was traded from the Raiders to the Buccaneers. The head coach was traded from the Raiders to the Buccaneers. He was traded for two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and $8 million dollars. So shouts out to Al Davis for making that move, I guess. Now he coached the Raiders, of course, from 1998 to 2001 goes to the Buccaneers after that trade. I mentioned two first, two seconds, $8 million in 2002. Now this is Tony Dungy's team that he's had for years. Tony Dungy's out, goes to the Colts and the number one ranked offense in Oakland faces the number one ranked defense in Tampa Bay. That was the first time that it happened in Super Bowl history. It also happened last year when the Chiefs had the number one offense and the Niners had the number one defense. Tampa Bay defense set a Super Bowl record with five interceptions in that game. Three of those were returned back for touchdowns. They also had five sacks in the game. Dexter Jackson was a safety for the uh, Buccaneers, Super Bowl MVP. He was a third defensive back to, or third defender, I should say. Uh, to become the Super Bowl MVP in history. Uh, he had a pick six. Dwight Smith had a pick six. And, of course, Hall of Famer and 2002's Defensive Player of the Year. Derek Brooks, one of my favorite players of all time, also had a pick six as well. Oakland kicked a field goal to open up the scoring. But then 34 straight points from the Buccaneers had him up 34-3 to heading into the fourth quarter. 
Allstott had a touchdown. Keenan McCardell, one of my favorite uh, players as a kid for the Jacksonville Jaguars when they came into the league, longtime Jag, went to the Bucks, had two receiving uh, touchdowns in this game. They also had uh, those three defensive touchdowns as well. And unfortunately, the Raiders were pretty much shellacked up and down the field. The best news for the Raiders on the day, though, and the reason I also really like this game and to tie it into my 49er fandom the bet okay I'll, i'm gonna quiz you guys really quick here so think like og this is mid-2000s lucas i understand this is you know but think think like ogs late in their career guys somebody they had three touchdowns for the raiders on the day one of them is a hall of famer who caught a touchdown for the raiders that day uh what the fuck oh god damn it what you would that? never you would never consider him a raider it's even disgusting thinking of him as a raider is it jerry rice it is jerry rice ladies and gentlemen yeah. the best news for the raiders on the entire day was that the goat jerry rice caught the final oakland touchdown in a signature 48 yard post touchdown for his record eighth super bowl touchdown absolutely kind of a, a pretty much a fire pass from a my man, Rich Gannon, who uh, now is calling games, of course. Um, that was pretty much the, the best news there for the Raiders. Uh, I've mentioned this story two or three times in the last week leading up to the Super Bowl. I always have to bring it up. Um, I won $20 from my high school history teacher on this game. He was a big-time Raider fan. I was a Bucks fan. I wore my All-Star jersey to class. He had, I think he had a Tim Brown jersey on, and uh, he straight up bet me 20 bucks. and I thought he was kidding. Uh, so I was like, yeah, why not? You know, bet him 20 bucks that the Bucks uh, would win or the Raiders would win, whatever. And I uh, got back to school on Monday and literally $20 was taped to the in, uh, underside of my desk. So um, didn't even know he was serious, but he paid up on his debt and straight up won 20 bucks off my uh, high school history teacher. So appreciate that. But um, it was also bittersweet as a Niner fan growing up. There's a kind of a weird rivalry with, you know, in the Bay Area, there's a shit ton of teams. It's like, you know, it's like the East Coast rivalry between like the, Yankees and Mets or something, right? Like the Niners and the Raiders are across the bay from each other. Um, so there's kind of a built-in rivalry there. So as a Niner fan growing up, kind of rooted against the Raiders in general and um, got the, you know, the Bucks, my other favorite team other than the Niners, got the Super Bowl win over our Bay Bridge rivals. So that was pretty sweet. So mine is going to be Super Bowl 37, the Buccaneers big over the Raiders 48-21 in the Gruden Bowl. Gruden coaches the Raiders for three years. He gets traded to the Buccaneers, comes back with the vengeance, beats Al Davis and those same Raiders. Pretty awesome. Also, fun fact, the, the head coach for the Raiders in that game was Bill Callahan, later became one of John Gruden's assistant coaches, back in Oakland and now Las Vegas uh, with the Raiders there. So that's some uh, high quality respect, but um, shouts out to the Bucks, man. And, and uh, kind of turns it all around to here they are back in the Super Bowl first time since that 2002, 2003 season. And of course, Tom Brady now um, at the helm. So pretty incredible. And those are three incredible games. Of course, there's been, there's been a couple dud Super Bowls as well. Um, unless you're a Seahawk fan, that Seahawk Broncos fan, uh, Seahawk Broncos Super Bowl was kind of a dud, um, you know, a couple of years ago with the Patriots and the Rams, that was kind of a want, want. Um, there's been a few over the years, but uh, I think the three that we brought up were exciting in general, but certainly exciting for us as individuals. Um, Lucas, we didn't prepare you for this, so no big deal if you don't have a bunch ready, but Dwayne and I did run through about 10 Super Bowls each that we just really you know, appreciated, remembered, we were kids, we were in high school recently, whatever. Um, I'll just give you two or three minutes to kind of recap maybe just two or three of the uh, the handful of Super Bowls that you've watched as well and, and maybe just some takeaways from those, some of those that you enjoyed. Oh, man. Um, well, I said he's, the Eagles only, he's beat... only seen two or three. He's yeah, like sure. years old over here. Jesus. The Eagles beating the Patriots was cool, um, obviously because Brady lost. Um, but I think the coolest part was when they ran the Philly special after Tom Brady dropped the Philly special the drive before. Um, Ooh, dirty. That, yeah. And we have a friend that's a Patriots fan. And, like, during the stretch of Super Bowls, he would, like, turn his phone off and, like, not watch the games with us. We'd, like, record videos and send it to him and stuff. So it was, it was a good time. Um, but then he did the same thing when they came back and beat the Falcons. So that was kind of funny to watch the Falcons – uh, try and throw the ball with like three minutes left and they're up by like 10 points. I don't really get the process behind that one. Um, yeah, Dwayne's kind of right. I don't really know. Um, 
the Niners last year when George Kittle had offensive PI when he didn't touch the defender at the end of the half. That was kind of dumb. Yeah, unfortunately, we remember, Lucas, we don't talk about last year's Super Bowl, but if you have any other ones, that'd be great. Yeah, and how Drew Locke would have hit Sanders in the end zone to win the game. Um, I don't know, not much. I guess the, the, the really like the first year I like really got into football was like the the Seahawks Broncos game, I would say, like that right around that time. So after that, it's been literally all Tom Brady and a couple uh, different ones here or there. But now it's going to be Mahomes like for like the next 20 years of my life. So not much is changing. <laughs> There's a there's a ridiculous meme, and next time it comes up, I'll, I'll share it on our on our Instagram. There's a ridiculous meme that goes around this time of year. That's like, um, you know, since 2000, like all of the AFC quarterbacks or whatever, right? Whether they won or lost, it's just like who was in it, and and literally like for 20 years, like 18 of those are Peyton Manning or or Tom Brady, and yeah. then there's like randomly a, a Ben Roethlisberger, a Joe Flacco like a Mark Sanchez or something. Um, it, it's fucking hilarious to see this grid and it's just Manning and Brady for like 18 of the 20 years and then three randos. And uh, I think you're right. I think it's going to be Mahomes and someone else from the AFC. And then we'll see what comes out of the, the NFC, but that's going to be really interesting there for the next couple of years, assuming he stays healthy. But as I always say on the podcast, we have talked about the next Joe Montana and the next Tom Brady uh, for my entire life. And there's only been one of each. So I wish the kid well, but uh, again, I mentioned this the other day, minimum, he has to play another eight years and get to the Super Bowl seven more times and win at least four or five more of those to be in the consideration of Tom Brady. So while I know we're all excited and he's awesome and I'm rooting for the kid and you can't hate him, uh, let's just uh, pump the brakes just a bit. <laughs> All right, boys, before we get into our DFS breakdown and a couple, a couple, you know, Super Bowl prop bets, I want to give another shout out to our boys at the Jersey Jungle. So, Lucas, you've only seen a handful of Super Bowls. We understand that you're a little bit younger than, than Dwayne and I. That's fine. But wouldn't it be sweet to have a Super Bowl? jersey specifically super bowl jersey of the super bowl mvp that year that you mentioned von miller that would be awesome hopefully he comes back whether he's a bronco or moves on he was an excellent part of that franchise for quite a long time transcendent player in his prime that would be excellent and dweeze has been bringing up for weeks the washington football team squad we've also talked about a couple of the throwback guys like i would love to get me some old school 49er jerseys roger craig tom rathman even um, you know, a Brent Jones for those uh, OG 49er fans. I'd love to get a Ronnie Lott, maybe even a Deion Sanders. He was on the team for one year and got that Super Bowl. So if you're looking for a prime jersey, whether it's your fantasy football player that got you over the hump, maybe it's a player on your favorite team, maybe you're looking to grab a guy before he leaves for free agency or get a new guy in free agency, a la a Rams jersey for Matt Stafford. Make sure you go hit up our friends at the Jersey Jungle on Instagram mentioned that Lucas Dwayne and Sky from the TCK pod sent you and you get 10% off of one jersey. So 10% off of 60 bucks, 10% off of two jerseys. So 10% off of 120 or 15% off of 180 for three or more jerseys. I've already had three people reach out to me and DM and mention that they have put in some orders and they're already waiting for those orders to come in. I've been talking to our boy over at Jersey Jungle. My man's just getting bogged down. He's getting swamped with all the orders keep the pressure on them. You know what I'm saying? If you remember folks and Lucas, this might be over your head, but Dwayne, follow me on this. Yeah. Coach Riley. Okay. Coach Riley of the uh, Hawks. If you remember in mighty ducks, the original one, yeah. he had a famous quote. It's not worth winning. If you don't win big, you know what I'm saying? Go get a Jersey. Let's put on the pressure and make sure we can get the Jersey jungle some business. Also remember that some of that is going to be coming back to us as well on the brand. So hit up the Jersey jungle on Instagram at the Jersey jungle, tell them TCK sent you get 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three or more jerseys. And of course he does not do just football, hockey, baseball, basketball, soccer, world jerseys, custom as well. Some of my musician buddies are looking at baseball jerseys with their band name across it as well. Pretty gangster. So I'm excited to see those go check them out. Before we go any further, though, Lucas, can you please take one minute and make sure to rep the Fantasy Stock Exchange rookie draft guide coming out? Wait, wait. Hold oh, on. Go. Sky, 
you talk Give about me. these throwback jerseys. You know who I'm going to talk to this guy about getting? Uh, we, we mentioned this name the last time we talked Super Bowls. I think I want a fucking Jay Novacek jersey, buddy. What do you think? Oh, man? that's so good. That's so good. Oh, you know, yeah. there's only there's only a handful of fullbacks who get enough rep in the NFL. Of course, my man Mike Allstott is is the 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 football uh, you know fullback Mount Rushmore. But man, Tom Rathman, I just gave a shout out. I would love to get you know Lorenzo Neal is an OG incredible Ooh, fullback. Yes. Um, but yes, Jay Novacek is a great great call. You also mentioned Moose Johnson. Great call with those uh, early, late 80s, early 90s Cowboys. Good call, Dewey's. All right, talk to me about stock exchange, Lucas. Yep, so the guys over there are making a rookie guide. Um, I said on the last pod that if we I, – we will be doing some rookie analysis, I guess. But if you're wanting strict rookie content, they have a bunch of stuff going on over there. I just made the website for them. Um, so I, that didn't make any content. I don't expect any content from us on that side but if you go to uh thefantasystockexchange.com it's a pretty easy order form on the front page uh if you put uh what is it? i think it says who referred you or a referral code or something it'll just be a drop down menu uh obviously pick uh the candlestick kids and then you'll get um once that goes through some money goes back to us i think we're donating it to some i don't know if sky picked the charity yet or not but it's going to go to a portion of that to charity. And then if you also click on the two free articles on the front page, you'll get $5 off. You are Love a that. salesman, Lucas, born salesman. Lucas. I want to give a special shout out here. I mean, the entire crew uh, over at Fantasy Soccer Exchange, big ups, of course. And Lucas, you can give them individual shout outs if you'd like to. But a uh, special shout out to Tyler Moss. First of all, he's going to be hosting you in Tampa for the Super Bowl this weekend. Oh, yeah. So big ups to Tyler Moss and the family. But also... Um, reaching out to us on Twitter and inviting us to be a part of this. Not only are we helping promote what they have going on, but as I mentioned earlier, 10% of the proceeds for the pre-sale come back to our brand. 10 more percent of the proceeds go to a charity of our choice. So as I mentioned, if you have a nonprofit in mind or you have a charity you work with or work for, maybe you've done community service for, you volunteered for, and you think that they're great. Look, this could be nationwide. Okay, so if you have anybody that you've been working for, there's a great cause out there and there's a lot of great people doing great things right now. We want to show some light on them. Make sure you send us a DM and send me a link so I can look into it. If it's aligned with our morals here on the podcast and makes sense, which I'm sure it will, I'll certainly keep them into consideration when we raise a bunch of money and we can dish out 10% of those proceeds from Fantasy Stock Exchange to potentially a uh, nonprofit or beneficiary of your choice so please let us know go hit up the fantasy stock exchange you can find those guys on twitter and of course the website as well get yourself a pre-draft guide of rookie content specifically and of course what starting next week once the super bowl is behind us we're going to start diving into dynasty and rookie content dweez is going to be heavy on that bobby's heavy on that lucas is on that we're going to be into it pretty heavily and we have some uh, upcoming opportunities for you as well so stay tuned Okay, boys, we've paid the bills. Let's get into the second half here and get through just a quick DFS mention, and then we'll get into some player props to end the episode. Now, I'm going to preface this right off the bat. We have one game, okay? We're not doing traditional DFS, meaning we're not doing a budget with a roster and trying to fit guys in because, frankly, $50,000 budget on DraftKings with only two teams, the rosters are going to be insane anyway. So we've manipulated it a little bit to have some fun here. So we're basically just going to choose guys who have the best um, uh, game, best fantasy performance throughout the game. Now we have been doing this. We're not necessarily been repping it on the podcast every weekend, but we've been doing it behind the scenes in the wildcard matchup, divisional and conference games. We've been picking a roster from all of the eligible players and we all have different rosters. And then I tally them all up at the end of the week and we give a total points. So as of right now in first place is our man, Bobby. So he's got 426 points so far. That's total fantasy points from the wildcard divisional and conference uh, championship weekend. Just behind him. I have 420 points just behind me. Dweez has 415 and pulling up the rear at 385 is Lucas. So how we're going to do this is we're going to have one quarterback. So that's either Mahomes or Brady. We're going to have one running back from the, from the game, one running back, three wide receivers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, tight end that we choose so travis kelsey off the board he's too automatic so we're going to choose one quarterback one running back three wide receivers and the tampa tight end of your choice 
Dweez, I'll let you go first for the Super Bowls. Lucas, we're going to let you go first for the DFS pickums. Who are who is your roster here for this week's DFS? All right, so I played Mahomes because if you're not playing Mahomes, I don't know why. I guess is really the only reasoning. Uh, I went with Rojo. I, I mean, I got to make up points, and you guys went with two other running backs. Um, and giving him an extra week to get healthy, I think he. I don't really. I haven't like dug too much into who actually is going to start for them, or like decided to watch much playoff Lenny because it's just I value my eyesight. So I haven't watched much playoff Lenny. Uh, so I'm gonna go Rojo. Uh, obviously Tyreek, he went for two something in the first half last time they played. I don't, obviously I don't think he's going to go for 200 plus, but I don't see his dominance going down at all um, in this game. And then I went Evans and Godwin, um, just kind of a little bit different than what you guys went, uh, trying to gain some points back. And then since I couldn't put in Kelsey, I had to go with probably projected like a fourth the points in Gronk if he even gets a catch in this game. So we'll just hope for the best. Fair enough. There was a uh, there was a nice little report today. Of course, they're all on media, uh, Super Bowl media this week. And Mike Evans, like every receiver should and does do gave him shell, uh, self a shout out. And he's a pretty quiet dude in the media, uh, usually, but they should have asked him, like, do you think you're a top receiver in the league? And he said, with my accolades of what I've done so far in the NFL and my ability and my size and everything else, he considers himself a top five wide receiver in the NFL. Um, just quick question. Yes or no. Do you, Lucas, and then Dwayne, do you guys consider Mike Evans a top five all-around wide receiver in the NFL? So fantasy aside, straight up like top five wide receiver in the NFL, would you say yes or no? Um, I'd put Adams, Diggs. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I think so. I think I could put those two clearly over him, probably Tyreek above him, and then probably him, yeah, I'd say so. Dwayne? Yeah. I'd agree. I'd say he's he's right there on the bubble. Um, there's some things that if he if he worked at, got a little better at. I'd like to see, I'd like to see him run some better underneath routes. He doesn't do that at all. But uh, if you're picking a guy to to run a play for you that when you need a fucking play, it's hard it's hard to look to a lot of other guys. So I, I'd put him up there. I agree. And I think I would have him about five. Again, this is not fantasy. I don't have him as a top five fantasy option, but top five wide receiver in the NFL. I'm trying to think too off top. And again, we didn't, you know, study this or look into it. I'm just off the cuff here, but I would think um, I'm going to go Adams Diggs, um, Tyreek as well, just his game breaking ability. I'm also going to go with new Hopkins um, head to head. And then Adams is right there on the bubble. I want to put Julio in it so bad. I just think, unfortunately, he might be six <laughs> at this point in his career. And Calvin Ridley isn't quite there yet so uh I, I think i might nudge him into the top Don't five discount my boy alan robinson now 100 million dollar receiver in 2021 look i yep. am <laughs> I, I i heard on another podcast today that that literally you know we we we, we think of all these other wide receivers we're like man I, I hope he ends up on a team with a good quarterback i hope you know it could be this team or that team or I hope he's in a good scheme whatever and you're, you're really kind of sweating it out a little bit alan robinson literally just has to go somewhere else and he immediately skyrockets in like value because he's only played with the worst quarterback in the league for his five years in the NFL. So he's cursed and he is so fucking good, but they had mentioned, and and I had him on a couple of fantasy teams this year. It's true. You watch highlights of him, and there's no highlights. It's literally him running like a 10 yard in, and then he dives for the ball. So he either makes an incredible catch or misses it. That's just what it is. And yeah, I mean, this guy gets a real quarterback. He's going to be absolutely fire. So as of right now, he's not there, but it's not his fault. So next year, this time, I absolutely think that, you know, uh, different receivers, and I'm going to give the edge to Diggs for now because we've seen it. But I think like Allen Robinson has the potential in the right system and the right quarterback to be this year's or, you know, 2021's Stephon Diggs. Like pretty good. We know it's bubbling, but like that career year, I could see Allen Robinson doing it if he gets the right spot. All right, Dweez, what is your lineup for DFS this week? Uh, yeah, I agree with Lucas about Patrick Mahomes. You have to play Patrick fucking Mahomes. Although, Lucas, you probably should have pivoted here and gone Brady. Yeah, can, and... I make, can I make changes? I'm actually just going to change everything to not what you guys have. Yeah, that's what you <laughs> should do. You're down by so much. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. At running back here, so, like, you don't – this is a game where you don't really give a fuck who is playing running back. Um, I'm picking CEH because I think he's healthy enough that he's going to get the bulk of the work. 
and I think they're going to try to use him a little bit in in the passing game. Um, and late in the game, I expect him to get a little bit of work as well. So so I'm picking him, but I don't think the, your running back is going to make or break your squad here. Tyreek Hill's got to be in there. Um, for me, Chris Godwin's got to be in there. Godwin has led the team in targets in every single one of the playoff games here. He's led in catches and yards in two out of the three games they've played. Like, he's the guy. It's not Mike Evans. In fact, I didn't pick Mike Evans at all. I think Mike Evans, as I said, there's some things he doesn't do well. There are some things that he does extraordinarily well. Unfortunately for him, I think, with the right personnel on defense, you can – you can uh, you can game plan against him and basically take him out of the game. It's happened before. It's happened recently. Um, I don't expect Mike Evans to have a very big game, so uh, so I faded him and I threw I threw AB in here. I know AB has been dealing with injuries, but he practiced. He seems in- to seems to be good. Yeah, I was just gonna say yeah. practice in full, so he should be practice fine. Practice in full today. And like the last game that he played on this team when he was healthy the whole game and fully healthy was the the last game of the regular season. He had 15 fucking targets. I think uh, I think he might be in for a nice little day as Evans is is sort of uh, squeezed out. I think Carlton Davis with some safety help. I think they can they can they can make that work because they have the right personnel on defense. And then I'm going to pick Gronk as well. I know Brate's been getting all the targets, but Gronk is on the field every play. I mean, he's out snapping everybody else at the position two to one in every game. And in the Super Bowl, when Tom Brady's desperate and trying to come back in the fourth quarter, I'm banking on him looking to his boy. I I like that a lot. It makes too much sense for Gronk and Brady to link up for at least one one Super Bowl uh, touchdown here to uh, potentially, you know, if they ride off into the sunset or not, I just think it makes a lot of sense to try to get that one in, if it makes sense. He also had a great game when the Chiefs and the uh, um, Chiefs and Broncos, Chiefs and Buccaneers played earlier in the season there, so it's a good call. All right, I'm going to go with Mahomes as well. Um, Makes sense. Again, I think Brady could have an excellent day, but uh, Mahomes is Mahomes, and I just, you know, he's got the upside. I'm going to go with playoff Lenny. Look, I mean, it seems silly, and I don't think it's going to happen starting week one of next year, but it's happening now. And I, you know, you only have to look back on like James White for the Patriots over the the playoff season a couple years ago. It wasn't just the Super Bowl against the Falcons. James White that particular year was absolutely out of his mind, and it continued all playoffs. C.J. Anderson for the Rams, not Todd Gurley, was out of his mind. Raheem Mostert comes out of like third string rides all the way through the playoffs and dominated the, the uh, playoffs as well. It, you know, it doesn't have to be sexy. It's what's working now. We all know that Rojo has the ability to break a 90 yard touchdown. He also has the ability to miss a, a pass block in the Super Bowl or fumble and be done for the game on the first snap. Leonard Fournette has dropped 15 passes probably this postseason. They keep throwing it to him. It's obvious that he's not on a short leash there. So I like Lenny. Uh, I think he's going to get a rushing score. He could even get a receiving score. And I think, you know, in a in an attempt to come back, he's the pass catching back, whether he's good or not. Tyreek Hill, automatic. I am going to go with Mike Evans. A big one has to do with just the red zone. When they're in the red zone, he's the guy that they target, not Godwin. It could be Gronk, sure. But I like Mike Evans, and he and Tom Brady have been uh, very, very efficient this year down the field. I'm going to go with kind of a dark horse here. Uh, you need somebody. You went with AB. Um, Lucas will get your updated roster here in a second. I'm going to go with Miko Hardman. Um, he, again, he is kind of the other quote unquote Tyreek Hill. Um, he dropped a, he dropped a muffed a punt basically against the bills immediately. And it didn't look good, but unlike some coaches in the league, Andy Reid's not an idiot and he continues to play his best players. Even if they fuck up early, he had a 50 yard end around reverse play. He had a great deep pass scored a touchdown and Michael Hardman basically became the hero, frankly, for the chiefs over the bills overall last week. So I am in a good role with uh, roll with that as my dark horse. Um, and then I'm going to go with Cameron Braid over Gronk uh, just on sure volume. Yeah. However, this is all going to be, you know, I, I might have to change uh, automatically um, because he came up with a, a back spasm at practice today. They yanked him out of practice immediately just to kind of keep him healthy. So hopefully he's fine. If he's hampered at all, obviously I'm going to have to pivot and I'll go with Gronk. We didn't put Kelsey on here on purpose because he's Kelsey. So I was trying to have some fun with somebody else, but you know, we might all have Gronk. So it's kind of a wash there. If a break doesn't work, uh, Lucas, let's wrap up. And then Dweez, I'm going to turn to you for some prop bets, my man. Uh, Lucas, why don't you give us our, um, you know, your, your, uh, your shooting for the stars, uh, complete pivot 
roster update? Yeah, so like envision your fantasy team if you had Miles Sanders, Dak Prescott, and Joe Mixon on your team this year. Um, so I have Tom Brady, Ronald Jones. I got Sammy Watkins, Tyree Kill, Tyler Johnson, and Gronk. I love this Tyler Johnson play, dude. He's he's he, I mean he's the Buccaneers Michael Hardman I think you know kind of that dark horse dude. Uh, Sammy Watkins I mean look he could blow up in the Super Bowl randomly that would make sense. Uh, did last year so great call great call there. All right boys. Scotty Miller out there instead of Tyreek Hill. He is well not because Tyreek Hill's gonna put up like forty five points and I can't make that up so. Oh my god! You Just know saying. what Scotty Scotty Miller is obviously not faster than Tyreek Hill. <laughs> However. However, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Scotty Miller this. I have never seen Tyreek Hill catch seven balls without dropping them. I have seen Scotty Miller do that on punts. So, as a punt returner, I'm gonna take Scotty Miller to catch it, and then I want Tyreek Hill to run it back. If that makes sense. You should have seen him in college, man. Bowling Green State University. Mm. Mm, that's my school, baby. Come on now. That's right. That's right. All right, Dweez, uh, bring us home with some player props, man. How we want to do this? Okay, so this is this is the way I want. There's a lot of places you can go um, to get your player props. I make some of my own player prop sheets. I did plenty of them on this, the same place, um, Lucas, that I think you did yours. But I'm going to do selfishly, here's what I'm going to do. If you guys haven't done so yet, um, you can jump on a website. It's called Thrive Fantasy. They do just player props, player prop tournaments. Pretty fun. And um, by the way, if you sign up with the coupon code NUTZNUTS, they're going to give you a bunch of free money, 50 bucks. Anyway. Do it. Let's, let's talk some of the props that they offer this week. In, in their games, they give you 20 player they player prop options. You got to pick 10. That's it. It's easy as that. So let me give you guys a handful. See what you think straight off of their competitions this week. Um, let's start with Kelsey because Kelsey is Kelsey. Um, and he is a stud. So the prop here is 95 and a half yards. What do you think? You guys, is he going to hit 95 and a half over or under this in this Super Bowl? I'm, I'm going to go over. He seems to be a lock for 100 minimum. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know who can guard Kelsey on the Niners, the Niners, the Bucks I, front seven. Well, the, the only one that can guard him is Devin White, and Devin White's not going to spend his game guarding Travis Kelsey. He's going to have to bring pressure on Mahomes, so there's no way. I, I think I think it's Kelsey over 95 for sure. I think they're going to get creative. I think Levante David will get back there a little bit. They'll get creative. But, uh, all right, let's talk Mahomes. And the uh, the over-under here, the prop is 27.5 completion. So we're not talking yards, not talking touchdowns. Is he going to hit that magic 28 mark? this see this one's tough because a lot of like the talk this week has been there's no o-line for the chiefs yeah and they're gonna have to drop back a lot but like i mean i don't know if you're gonna talk about passing yards those numbers are super inflated this week so it's kind of hard to like really tell i would say over um because they'll do all their weird fancy shovel passes and touch passes and um reverse touch double pass stuff that they do on the goal line to get them over 27 and a half What's odd about that is I agree with Lucas. I'm going to go with the over as well. Um, for my initial reaction was to say the under, but the over because a the Chiefs don't run the ball. B their offensive line is beat up. C if this game is a shootout, which I think a lot of people expect it to be, whether it's Chiefs out front early and the Bucks coming back or them going neck and neck all game long, it's going to be a shootout. So I think he gets over that 27. Uh, but I think more so is Lucas is right. I mean, even if you're on, you know second and goal on the one yard line. They do not run the ball up the middle. They play action underhand Brett Favre shovel pass to Travis Kelsey, or they dump it off in a front handoff to Tyreek Hill uh, for an end around, which is still a completion. So I agree with you. I'm going to go with Mahomes over. Interestingly, he's only gone over that number six times this year, uh, completion wise, but when he goes yeah. over, he's got like 37, right? Yeah. Or 30 yeah. freaking nine. So, yeah. and, and this, and this is just a game. This is just a game that like, it's the Super Bowl. It's the Chiefs yep. and it's and it's Brady again. Andy Root is not a young coach like Shanahan was at the time or McVay was to like, oh man, we're up on Brady, like we should be good. It's like, dude, Andy Reid's gonna you know pedal to the metal the entire game, and I mean they might fucking score fifty, you know, and if they do, Mahomes is chucking it. 
He, you know what? He's going to have to keep his foot down to the floor because Tampa Bay, more big plays than anybody else in the league. They can get it done. Let's talk big plays here. My next one is Tyreek Hill. This one seems really easy and obvious to me, but I uh, I pivoted here to try to give myself an advantage in this big tournament. Tyreek Hill with the touchdown. Yes or no? Over under 0.5 touchdowns. Yes. Is this, you said this isn't like a tournament setting? Like you have to be yeah, like yeah. different. I would go no then. I think like did uh, to yeah. to pivot to pivot in a tournament. Going no, I think would be the might move because it's contrarian and everyone's going to say yes. Thinking what might actually happen, it's hard for me to believe him not scoring a touchdown. Yeah, that's true. I, I think yeah. I mean, I think with the way you can see it is the first half when he had like 200 some yards, they made no adjustments. And then when they adjusted at the second half, he got basically shut down. So like not saying he's going to get shut down, but I think they're just going to limit his over the top ability, which is usually how he scores unless you're getting the the touch passes or whatever in the goal line. But you can't really like predict when those plays are going to happen. That slant and go for 75 yards. He could on any play, which is why it makes it it makes it hard to say no on that. All right, let's stick uh, same team. It's your boy, Miko Harmon. You think he's going to go off. The over-under that Thrive's got right now is 33 and a half yards receiving. That's so many. That's so many. <laughs> yeah. That's I, one. Honestly, I'm going to say over because that's two catches in that offense. I'll say has, over. But he has to catch the ball twice for that to happen. <laughs> no, it's like him and Andy Isabella. These two guys are like never not going to be talked about every year, and they're never not going to – or they're never actually going to – perform up to like expectation for these guys is this total yards Dewey's, or is this receiving yards it's total yards then it's over easy he's a punt returner isn't he oh well, we don't don't, it, it only counts is, scrimmage yards. okay all right i was like that's silly um I'm, I'm still gonna i'm still gonna go with the over i i do think watkins is watkins but uh, dude he's been a late scratch half his fucking career like i just can't count on him i don't think the chiefs run the ball at all tyree kill could get double team kelsey could get double team doesn't matter but they might and i could see Hardman getting an end around randomly. They're going to try to manufacture touches for him. He did well last week versus the Bills. Uh, I'm going to give it to him, 33-plus. He did it in six of X amount of games that they played this year. One was against the Browns. So that doesn't count. The other was the Jets. So, Lucas, I'm with you. I'm going on the under here yeah. probably as well there um, pretty confidently. I <laughs> Watkins has been real iffy of late, but practice today, I think he'll be in there more than, more than we think. Let's pivot so, to the, so uh, hold on, really, really, really quick, just to be clear in case, you know, when it happens, I want to make sure we're clear on this. So <laughs> when the chiefs run the Philly special and it's Hardman throwing it to Mahomes, that still counts as his yardage, right? Sure. Perfect. Probably, I think. Then it's, then it's a guarantee. It's a lock then. All right, move on. Let's go to the Bucs here. Um, this one's an interesting one. So what Thrive likes to do is take some quarterbacks and give them touchdowns plus interception. So this is a Tom Brady uh, prop. Two and a half is the number. Touchdowns plus interceptions over or under. Two and a half total between touchdowns and interceptions combined? Yes. Over. Right? Yeah, he might have over in both of those categories. So I'm going to go yes. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I like the I like the over here too. I think the I think the idea is that uh, he's not all that likely to throw an interception in this one. So maybe so yeah. three touchdowns is what you're looking at. But yeah, I, I think the over there as well. All right, let's go, Leonard Fournette. You picked Leonard Fournette there, Sky, for our little daily thing. Zero point five touchdowns. Does he get one or not? I think he does. I do think he I do think he will because unlike the Chiefs, when the Bucks are first and goal, even from the ten. You know, Brady for 20 years has handed at least first down off. If it doesn't work on that, they might pivot. But if they're inside the five and they have Leonard Fournette, uh, I see him giving them a couple tries. It won't be Ronald Jones, in my opinion, if they're that close. He also has the ability to catch a, uh, a touchdown. I'm going to give uh, Lenny a touchdown on this. Lucas? Yeah, I mean – yeah, I would say probably in a tournament setting, I'd probably go no, I guess. But I think for like if you're just betting in straight up, yeah, probably just because he has been getting the work recently. And who knows if it was actually Rojo's injury that was uh, kind of like limiting him, limiting him from being the actual starter. Yep. All right, um, let's go to Mike Evans here. We've got a reception total prop. 
five and a half is the number. Does he go over or not? Just a frame of reference. Six games on the year with more than that. And apparently he's got a knee injury he's dealing with now. Yeah. Um, five and a half, huh? Five and a half catches. Was it what was the what was the line versus the Packers? It was like four and a half, wasn't it? He had eight targets. Well, okay, I'm sorry. Is this targets or receptions? Receptions. This is, but it, this is receptions. Uh, yeah. Okay, but he had what do you have? Four catches and the line was four and a half three, or something? He had three catches, one yeah. catch the week before, and then six against Washington. Yeah, man, five and a half receptions. I'm gonna take the under, but I think he could get five catches, and those five catches might be a hundred and a touch. Uh, but I don't touchdowns the way. Yeah, can. yeah. I, I don't know that he gets six catches, which is crazy, but he's just not a volume guy. He was with Jameis. He's not with Brady. It's a different thing. They spread the ball around. They're also gonna, I think, run it if it's close. I'm gonna say under on five and a half. Yeah, I'd probably go under too. Um... Yeah, he's just not a target commander. And, like, I mean, the Saints game, after they, he caught the touchdown, but, like, besides that, they just don't look his way if he's not open at any – or or if he's drawing Jair Alexander or, um, in this case, it'd be – probably well, would, would Matthew cover him for the most part, I guess? I don't really know what they're going to do. And oh, that's, over that's there. What, uh, they're going to do a lot of things to try to – Yeah. To try to shut him down. I've got the under there as well. Okay. Um, here's two more. These aren't on Thrive. Uh, these are just two that I really like. So one prop, I said I make a prop sheet every year. The one prop that goes on there every single year, because it's real fucking stupid, is uh, which kicker is going to score more points in this game? We got Suck Up and Butker. Who do you guys like? I don't even know what to answer. You know what? I'm going to go Suck Up. Uh, Butker is phenomenal for fantasy, but he's missed, like, I don't have it in front of me. He's missed a couple extra points. He's missed yeah. a couple inside of 30 yards, um, just dumb kicks, like shit that like high school kids make. He'd probably, you know, they don't practice those ever. He's only practicing 50 yarders, but he has been unreliable. Uh, and again, the Buccaneers and Brady are not afraid to take the points, try it again next time. The Chiefs, I think, might go for an extra couple fourth downs. Maybe they don't get them. Uh, I might go against the grain here a little bit and take suck up. Um, are the points like, like fantasy points? So like 40 yarders, four points, et cetera? No, they're football points, buddy. Okay. I don't know. So I think, I don't know, because I think like, well, I think the chiefs are going to win. Um, cause I think the bucks are a little fraud in the sense of a top two team. So they're going to score more touchdowns, but the bucks might get more field goals. So, I mean, I think suck up's probably the right answer, but it's pretty close. I think. I took Butker on this one because I think Tampa's defense has enough to stop them. Uh, stop Kansas City twice for two yep. field goals, and uh, I think I think Bruce Arians is not likely to try to kick very often if he can avoid it. I think he'll go for it sometimes. Yeah, that's a, that's a good call, and I mean, I, th I believe the the spread is what it's at um, fifty six. Oh, I'm sorry, not the spread. The over under is fifty six. I think or was last time I checked. You know, if, if you have both teams up in you know potentially the low thirties. You're thinking like they say 31 points. I mean, that's four touchdowns and a field goal. So that's four extra points and a field goal. That's only seven points. You could get over that on three field goals. So I'm going to go suck them. All right. Last one here I got for you. It's kind of a stupid one. And it's, it's really just asking one thing in a different way, but you know, I always like to put a stupid one or two on my list. So <clears throat> this is a prop involving Clyde Edwards Elaire, and the and the prop goes like this: Is he going to have more rushing yards or less rushing yards than the age of the Super Bowl MVP? How old is Mahomes? Like twenty five? My twenty, yeah, twenty six. I don't know. I feel like, oh man, that's tough because I mean, if he's gonna. If he's going to rush for a lot of yards, you'd imagine the Chiefs are going to win, so it'd be over because Mahomes is probably going to win the MVP. And even if Kelsey wins it, he's only, what, 33? Yeah. But then, like, if the Bucks are going to win, it's going to be on the back of Brady, so that's 40, what, five or whatever. I don't Holy know. Holy shit, that's a weird one. Um, now, here's, here's, here's some of his rushing totals lately, okay? So he, he only had seven, seven rushing yards in the previous game, 79 before that. But otherwise, it was 32, 37, 69, 14, 21. So it's kind of, you know, we're, we're tickling with those numbers. 
So wouldn't you be better off just taking the under? Maybe. Like no matter no matter who wins the game, who wins the MVP, you're probably better better off just taking the under. Well, I think this is this is in my head, this is more of a question of who do I think is honestly gonna win the game versus how CEH is gonna do individually. First of all, I don't think he's gonna do anything. And if he does, it's not gonna be on the ground. Is this total yards or rushing yards specifically? Rushing yards specifically. So okay, then it's yeah, it's under for sure. Um, I, I think he has he could have like 15 rushing yards and 85 receiving yards because they're not going to be able to run the ball. Their offensive line's beat up and Tampa's D line is amazing. And Vita Vea is back and obviously showed he was just fine. So I don't think he's going to be able to do anything on the ground. And again, even if one of the many chiefs under the age of 30, win the MVP, I think he still would have less than that. So yes, I'm going to agree with Lucas and, uh, and I'll go with the under on, rushing yards if it was total yards it's more of a conversation though i think but rushing yards i'll take the under i took i'm I'm taking the over in most of the places i did that one because i think he's got one big play in him i think he'll go for 25 on one play fair but enough is what it is those are the props i got for you guys there you go i'm gonna do one just the random one that that uh doesn't matter at all and it's literally 50 50 but i think it's just a funny one that's always out there um coin toss heads or tails Tails never fails, baby. I don't know. Whatever you can get the lowest amount of juice on, just pick that, I guess. I think I think what's funny is I believe because you know, tails never fails and that this whole like weird thing. And trust me, my high school teams for you know 12 years I played football. And if I was a team captain calling the shot, it was tails every time. On the road. If you're on the road, you call tails. Apparently, though, okay. I heard this, I heard this is like a legit thing. The entire league goes you know, tails and they get the ball, but the Patriots forever have always deferred to the second half. Right. So they jump on defense. So they give the ball to get it later. Tom Brady chooses to go heads when it's his call every time. Uh, I'm going to say the football gods are on his side one more time and I'm going to go heads. And there's also, I think the prop bet, if you find it somewhere, I think the prop bet is straight up like, you know, plus two, you know, two fifty or something heads and minus two fifty for uh, for tails because so many people pick tails. Um, oh, yeah. Anyway, well, we'll we'll see. Uh, I think that's a funny. Historically speaking, twenty nine tails and twenty five heads over Super Bowl history. So love that deep research. I love that great great uh, way to pull that one out. Okay, so so it leans tails, but I'm gonna go against the grain. I'm gonna say heads. Lucas, final I'll answer. Come back eventually, right? Wait, I'm, I'm seeing if I can find a defer defer prop or something that I can on DraftKings or something. I'm trying to find. Oh gosh, they have a Fat Man TD prop. Um, <laughs> I can see Vita Vea scoring a touchdown. <laughs> Nothing, I guess. Yeah, I can't find anything. I don't know. I mean, I'd say, I don't know. Do you take the numbers of tails, or do you just like follow Brady. I don't know. I, I would just take tails because the uh, probability is higher, higher, but, or just don't bet on that one. Cause it's 50, 50 either way. So yeah, it's dumb. It's, it's literally 50, 50. I just thought I'd bring it up. Cause it's just Not hilarious fair. to think about. So I'm going to go heads. Lucas, what's your final answer? Uh, we'll go tails. Dwayne. I'm taking tails, baby. Love it. I got one more for you guys. It's a two part question. We'll end on this one. Two part question. Who are you yeah. rooting for? Who are you rooting for to win the game? And the second part is, who do you think will win the game? Opposite or same teams, who are you rooting for to win the game? Who do you think will actually win the game? That's, 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 a, that's a toughie because there's a lot of guys on each team that I really like. I say, I will tell you that I'm rooting for the repeat. I'd like this to be the official handing over of the torch. Um, and, I, and I've got the game at 31-27 Kansas City. So bet the over and bet Kansas City to cover. Fair enough. Kaser? Well, I have a decent amount of money invested in the Chiefs. I'm going to be rooting for them. Um, and backed on the fact that the Bucks have the easiest path in the NFC to the Super Bowl probably ever. They played the four-string quarterback for a team where their quarterback was already a four-string in the football team. Washed up Saints. And, I mean, I guess the Packers is the only other team that could compete with them. So – I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout, but I just think the Chiefs match up really well against this team and vice, the Chiefs defense matched up really well against the Bucs. I'm going to give a shout out to the commish crew, our good friends and family um, of the podcast here. I'm going to root 
for the Buccaneers, I think Mahomes is going to have his chance at 10 more of these. Maybe I think Brady, again, I'm not a Brady hater. Never have been. I got kind of tired of the Patriots like the Yankees and Lakers as well, but now um, I've come to respect it and appreciate what it is while we have it. I would kind of actually love to see him get this one, which I think would be a massive upset and then potentially retire. I know he wants to play to 45. If he wins this one though, I could see him rolling out. So I'm going to root for Brady because I think it's a, a, a better story than the passing of the torch. Although I do think the Chiefs have a better team. They're more ready to do this currently. Uh, but look, I think a, a super underrated thing to look for in this game, I'm going to give a shout out to the big boys up front. The Chiefs offensive line has, has been 75% all year anyway, and they're beat up now. The Buccaneers defensive line has been 95% all year and they got Vita Vea back, arguably their best pass rusher and run stopper last week against the Packers, and now he's healthy too. I could see the trenches kind of coming into play in this one. I don't know if it's enough because you got to score the points, uh, but that could be ugly. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to root for the Bucs, uh, just in that I would love to see that one happen, but I do think the uh, Chiefs get the back-to-back, and it would be a great story for uh, Andy Reid as well, super, uh, super fan of Andy Reid, so... All right, boys, we got a lot in longer episode here. Appreciate you both popping on. We got the DFS uh, breakdown. We got some player props. We got our picks in. We also broke down some of our favorite overall uh, individual Super Bowl moments. We appreciate you sticking with us. Uh, We also have Bobby coming in uh, to break everything down for you per usual. We'll get all of his information as well with a special birthday episode for my man, Bobby. So stoked on that. And uh, we will bring it at you, of course, after the Super Bowl. We'll come at you next week with kind of just a general episode of what you can expect from the TCK pod moving forward in the offseason. We'll bring that to you. Expect individual episodes from all of us, dual episodes, triple episodes. Hopefully we can get all four of us, but we do literally live all over the country, so that's kind of tough for us. But if we can get all four on a pod every once in a while, that would be excellent as well. Make sure you go find my man, Lucas Kayser and Dweez Nuts on Twitter jump in the DMs, harass them a little bit on these player props, see where you're at and make sure you go find uh, the candlestick kids as well on Instagram at fantasy football, underscore TCK pod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. Enjoy the rest of your weekend gear up here. And uh, last question before we get out of here, boys, favorite Super Bowl snack. And yes, it can be liquid. Gosh, that's a great question. Sorry to put you on the spot. I'll go classic wings. Give me some wings. I like six or seven flavors of wings. A nice little buffet up there. Lucas? Yeah, probably wings. But I've never I've never done a Super Bowl uh, in Florida, so we'll see what they have down there. So <laughs> Well, they have gator, gator, so it's a little it's a little different. They have yeah. non negative <laughs> below zero weather there. So Yeah, a little yeah, Florida Florida's a little different, my man. Have fun. Be safe. Uh keep your wallet in your front pocket. And, uh, you know, don't talk to strangers and leave your sunglasses on. That's all I'm going to say. Enjoy yourself. Be safe. You guys have a great time. For Lucas Kaser, for Dweez Nuts, I am your host, Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.